I was born in Lyme Regis and I've grown up uh, in Lyme. I went away for nine years when I was a young man leaving school. My grandfather and his father and my father were all members of the old uh, pulling lifeboat, which um, was in Lyme until 1932. And when they took the old pulling lifeboat away, when they sort of had bigger boats with engines stationed at Weymouth and Exmouth. Uh, so it already brought, brought up into a lifeboat atmosphere. We were mending the uh, mending some nets on the harbour wall one day and this little old lady come out her name was Minnie Harris she was about five foot high very very well spoken I think she was a lady's companion a retired lady's companion she came out she had a stick and she banged her stick down I said what are you going to do about this lifeboat collecting box Mr Gollop and I said what are you on about? She said, well, the collecting box in front of the Bay Hotel on the seafront. She says, all rusty, she said. And where I come from, she said, they look after these things and they paint them. And uh, what are you going to do about this? And I said, well, I said, what do you suggest I do about it? She said, well, I'm going to write to the district organiser. She knew all about these things. Anyway, the next thing we knew, a couple of days later, Minnie came down on the harbour and said, I've got Mr. So-and-so coming down from Bristol tomorrow. She said, and we're going to open that box. It was from that occasion that Minnie got enough interest to actually form a fundraising committee to support the Iron Line. One day I saw the district officer of Coast Guards come round the pier with a chap I hadn't met, but I knew by sight, and he was actually the secretary of Exmouth Lifeboat, a chap called Cyril Chown. And for... Two or three months they met quite frequently up at Lyme, either in our store down on the harbour wall or around my dining room table at home if it was wet and raining. And so finally in 1967 uh, we had a, a lifeboat allotted to us. My brother was persuaded, I've got to put it like that, was he, he didn't really want the job, he was persuaded to be the first coxswain because he'd done a, a term in the Royal Marines he actually took the first landing craft into the raid on Suez in um, 57, 1957. So he was quite experienced at small boat handling and that. And he said he'd do it for a year and he would train the chaps up. I mean, when I was on the crew, uh, and for a long time afterwards actually, all my clothes were laid out when I went to bed. Everything was there. All I had to do was jump out of bed and fall into my clothes. I never had to go to the wardrobe and get a new shirt. I never had to find the jeans. They were all there laid, you know. And um, there was always that bit of adrenaline there. There was always that little bit of adrenaline. And you rush down the back path and in the car and screech up the road. And, uh, and that, you know, any time of the day or night. Hello, this is Ruth Jones. You've been listening to the RNLI's 200 Voices Collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to rnli.org slash 200 Voices or subscribe to RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening.
200 Voices is an adventurous audio limited production for the RNLI.